0: Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. I want to start off with the idea of setting high expectations and being willing to fail and being willing to be wrong, okay? This is pretty cool. Um, I actually wish I, I had, a, I, I could go through all the different stories that I have studied through all the biographies that I've read about people setting high expectations for a vision that they have in their mind, okay? When we set high expectations, one of the first things that I think that we have to come from uh, once we've made this decision to be great is turning our vision into reality, okay? And this is the part about this that is cool, but it's also challenging as hell. The cool part about this is that nobody else has this vision for the greatness that you want to achieve except for you. So I'm going to say that again. Nobody else has this vision for the greatness that you want to achieve except for you. Because God is giving you the vision. Now, one of the problems that goes along with this immediately, and I just want to say this and get this out of the way, is that we have a tendency to expect other people to understand our vision And you have to realize most people are not going to understand your vision. If you're going to do something that is completely different or outside of the societal norms in your life, other people are not going to understand your vision. They're just not going to understand it. They're not going to understand it. They're not going to get it. They're going to see all the risk in it. They're really not going to be able to comprehend the vision that you have for your life and what it is that you want to achieve i.e. the story about um, Ford and the V8 engine. And you can look at, I, just go study this. I mean, do some research and study some of the different things that have been created, including like recently, like the iPhone, okay? When Ford created the, the V8 engine, you have to, you, there, there's something very fascinating about, about his story. He only had a sixth grade education, so he was not an engineer. He didn't understand complicated math. He did not understand how to melt down um, and make steel and iron and build molds uh, and cast an engine block. He didn't understand how to do any of those things. What he did have was a vision to create the V8 engine in one solid block of steel. Okay? Now, he took this vision, and he wanted to make this vision a reality. He, 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 he found people that were smarter than him. Okay, The lesson here is that you don't have to do all of this yourself because your, while other people may not understand your vision, other people's purpose and desire to be great in their life Will be complementary to your vision, and you will be complementary to theirs. So you find people that have a, a vision that is similar to yours, or that is complementary to yours, and you hold them to a higher expectation of the vision that you have for yourself. So Ford does this; he finds engineers, the best engineers that he can hire, and he communicates the vision of what he has in his mind to their to them. Now, the story, as the history books explain it, is that they have doubts about this, right? So they don't under, completely understand his vision. They understand what he wants, but they don't understand how to do it. So they go back to their mathematical calculations. They go back to what it is that they understand about physics and about uh, math and about uh, you know, creating inventions, that type of thing. They come back to Ford and they tell him, Mr. Ford, respectfully, what you want is impossible. It cannot be done. Now, here's the part that I don't know personally, nor have I ever been able to find it. There, mu- there must be some common thread that runs through everybody that achieves greatness whether they're conscious of it or not, that they believe that because they can see something or believe it, that, that it has to be possible to be done. Because it does not make any common sense based on societal norms that a person would insist on something that people that are more educated and professional than they are, that are telling them that it can't be done, to, to really push with them to such a high expectation that it can be done. So I want you to hear this quote by Goethe. Goethe said this, when we treat man as he is, we make him worse than he is. When we treat him as if he already were what he potentially could be, we make him what he should be, okay? So what Goethe is talking about here is You know, first you have to have um, this ability to set a higher expectation for yourself on a consistent basis, right? So that is also part of being your authentic self that we just talked about. You're going to set a higher expectation for yourself, but then you're gonna communicate that higher expectation to others. So that's what Ford does with this V8 engine. He goes back and continually tells the engineers I can see this in my mind. I want you to keep working on it until you figure it out. It's not that it can't be done. It's just that we haven't figured out how to do it yet. But I can see it, so therefore, I will have it. Now, what is he doing? In most people's minds, he's being extremely unreasonable. Because the engineers are coming back and saying, look, we can do this but we have to cast it or in, in a die, which is what they make the mold out of, in two separate pieces. The problem, though, is because they're going to do this in two separate people pieces, they're sacrificing horsepower in the engine because that's how it's going to be done. If it can be in one piece, they're going to get more power out of this engine. That is what the mathematics of it actually showed. So Ford said, I want it done in one piece. But to the experts, he's being unreasonable. Now I want you to think about something. If you're going to set high expectations for yourself, if you're going to take your vision and turn it into reality, you're going to have to be unreasonable to what most people actually think is reasonable. Why? Because. People stop at what they believe that they can do. People stop at what they think that their potential is. People stop at what they think that their paradigm is or, or where it's telling them to stop. People stop at where they have shame. People stop at where they have guilt in their life. People stop at all different kinds of places that are their own self-limitations. And when you're going to be Um, when you're going to achieve greatness, when you're going to be a leader in your life, you cannot accept where other people stop. You have to be willing to set a higher expectation for yourself, but then fulfill the commitment to bringing the vision into reality by being unreasonable. By being unreasonable. Um, Recently, I have had the pleasure of really studying uh, the great Michael Jordan, and I really got into, I mean, I was aware of Michael Jordan's success, and I actually had the privilege of being able to see him play live in his career when I lived in Chicago when he was playing for the Bulls. Um, But a great book came to my attention uh, probably about a year ago now called Relentless by Tim Grover and Tim Grover was Michael Jordan's personal trainer, he was Kobe Bryant's personal trainer, doing Wade's personal trainer, and he talks about the common threads of being unreasonable uh, in this book, and that the people that really achieve greatness beyond what is, ex- what, what is expected uh, as you know even high achievement or success really move to a place of Taking that vision that they have in their mind and turning it into reality by being what other people consider completely unreasonable. So that's where I wanted. That's where I one of the things that I want you to really consider for yourself is what do you believe in your life is reasonable versus unreasonable, and what is it that actually determines that for you? Because it's no good to set a high expectation if you stop at a place in your mind that you consider reasonable, okay? So let me tell you a little bit about my, my own story and where I broke through this um, that'll, that I hope will help spark onto you some ideas of what is the difference between reasonable and being unreasonable and moving into a place where you allow yourself to be unreasonable. Now, the first thing is this. If you're gonna let yourself be an unreasonable person, that means that, that does not mean that you have to be a pain in the ass to everybody around you, okay? What it means is that you have to be a leader. What it means is that you have to be courageous. What it means is that you have to be willing to take risks. It means that you have to know that the vision in your mind, because you have that vision, is actually possible to achieve And every time you don't achieve it, doesn't make you a failure. It doesn't make you wrong. It just means that the way that you're doing it is not allowing you to achieve the vision. So you have to also be flexible in changing so that you can do it, but you have to be unreasonable or, as Tim Grover would say in his book Relentless, you have to be relentless in your pursuit of achieving a high expectation. When I first... um, the first glimpse that I had into what my purpose was uh, came with complete denial on my part. Um, meaning that I, I was in such a place of being reasonable in my mind, I didn't even recognize it. And the way that it showed up was, the very first seminar that I went to was a Tony Robbins seminar. And I saw, um, Tony doing his thing. And I thought to myself, that would be so cool to be able to do that for a living. But because I had what I would consider reasonable thoughts in my mind, I could not conceptualize, nor could I bridge the gap of where I was and where he was uh, in my mind. So the, for me to actually think, that I could do something in my own expression of that in my life can seem to me completely unreasonable, right, especially from where I came from, where I was, not even really understanding that you could take an idea, even though you, you may not have the ability to do it now, but through, through diligent work, through practice, through learning, through stretching, through growing, through setting high expectations, you can then become that thing that you see in your mind. Like, let's say for for an instance, you you can't see yourself uh, playing an instrument. Maybe you've never played a musical instrument. But logically, you know that if you were to get an instrument, you were to get a teacher, you were to practice playing that instrument every day, within a certain period of time, you could become reasonably proficient at playing that instrument, anybody could. You don't have, to have, you don't have to be a great talent to be able to learn how to play a musical instrument. You just need to learn the language of music, you need to learn how to read music, you need to learn how to develop muscle memory and be able to uh, hear differently, and then you'd be able to actually play an instrument but it would take, it would take you uh, to an unreasonable thought to be able to do that, because you'd have to be able to accept the idea that yes, you could do that if you're willing to put in the time, the effort, and the practice to be able to do it. For most people, with what they want to achieve in their life, they will not let themselves go to an unreasonable place to be able to do it. Now, I, over a period of seven years, began to study. And I was studying everything that I could get my hands on. I think one of the problems that I had was I had no specific course of study because I was basically just going into bookstores at the time and picking books off the shelf that you know seemed interesting to me and then I would study the book. Nobody ever taught me how to study. Nobody ever taught me how to set goals. Nobody ever said do this, you know, study this first, read this first, do this second, do this third, uh, that would kind of lead me in a direction. So I was kind of floundering around, picking up whatever I could for a period of seven years. But then I met my mentor, and my mentor put me on kind of a a strict, directed, more disciplined course of study. In a very short period of time, I made unbelievable progress that then led me to a place of doing one of the most unreasonable things that I have ever done in my life. And that was to walk away from a relatively successful career that was totally safe, that I could have stayed in for the rest of my life, never achieved any kind of greatness, but I would have had safety, I would have had security, I would have had a retirement account, I would have had health insurance, I would have had uh, you know, mediocrity, um, I owned a home, I mean, you know, I would have lived a, a very mediocre life, but I would have never been able to achieve the things that I currently achieved. And I struggled with this um, idea of being unreasonable for a period of a year, because in my mind, it seemed completely unreasonable for me to walk away from all of this uh, so-called success that I had in my head, and and truly it was the most successful that I had ever been in my lifetime at, at that point, and all of the safety that went along with it, and the security that went along with it, to step into a place that seemed completely risky, where I knew absolutely nothing about the business that I was getting into. All I knew was what I had learned personally that I had changed and I was already starting to teach other people those things, but basically that was it. So what was so unreasonable about, about it? It was like building the airplane in the air. I was literally stepping into a business that I knew nothing about and had to learn how to do all of the different skill sets within that business as I was running it, as I was going, and had to make money at the same time, and had to build a vision, uh, or I'm sorry, make the vision come into a reality as I went. Now, I had a tremendous amount of responsibility that I had to fulfill at the same time. So what was unreasonable about it was that there was no room to fail. If I failed, which really wouldn't have been a a failure, but if I had failed at that endeavor, it would have meant that I would have to go back to the job and the career that I had before. So that's what failure looked like for me at that time. Um, In everybody else's mind that was around me though, I was taking a much bigger risk in their imagination than I was actually taking because they had what if syndrome and what if is when we have the idea of being reasonable beyond um, uh, what is literally real? In other words, we hallucinate problems bigger than they actually are. In their mind, I could completely become homeless, destitute, my kids end up on crack, um, you know, completely losing everything and never being able to even recover. From it. Believe it or not, people actually have that idea in their head. Um, where it comes from, I, I don't even want to debate that on on this recording, but it comes from this this unreasonable idea that we cannot be resourceful or bounce back from uh, making a mistake, uh, taking the wrong path, um, uh, maybe maybe yes, maybe even going broke, that we can't bounce back from that. And that's absolute nonsense. We are human beings that are extraordinarily resourceful and the only thing that keeps us from bouncing back from a mistake is the way that we think about it. So is quitting your job and starting a business when you know nothing about it unreasonable? It's not unreasonable if you are willing to do the work, be responsible and discipline yourself to do everything that needs to be done uh, to move you in in the direction of your greatness every single day. Now, to do that, you have to set a high expectation for yourself. So one of the things that I was confronted with right off the bat, where I had to be brutally honest with myself, was asking myself the question, are you willing to work every day like you mean it? And not make excuses for why you're not gonna work, why you're not gonna make phone calls, why you're not gonna make sales, and not just that, but not be satisfied with not achieving something every single day. In other words, I had to make sales every day. There was not an option not to. Now, were there days that I didn't? Yes, there were days that I did not. But the next day, it couldn't be acceptable not to make a sale that day. I had to set a higher expectation for myself every single day. Then I had to set a higher expectation in what I was worth, what I was uh, will, you know, willing to ask for to be paid. I constantly had to do things that other people thought were completely unreasonable to do in order to hit a higher expectation for my goals for myself. And ultimately what this did was And allowed me to turn my vision into a reality. I went to a a seminar one time where we did this vision board and I created we had to draw these pictures of all the different things that we would like to see ourselves doing in our lifetime. Today they call it a bucket list but basically it's you know it's still a vision board however whichever way you want to you know use the terminology for yourself. And I drew all these different pictures of myself doing various different things. Um, A couple of years after I was in business, I found that paper and I looked at it and as I was looking at it, I realized that I had achieved every single thing that was on that sheet. Everything that was in my head um, had become a reality in in my life. And what I want you to know is that when I drew those pictures down on that sheet, the, all of the images that I put down there seemed a million miles away. It seemed, they seemed like winning the lottery, right? Like this would be, you know, like if you could wish if there was such a thing as a genie in the bottle that these are the wishes that I would ask for. But do I really believe that they could come true? Not really. It's just like if I could magically change my life into, the, into something, these are the things that I would actually do. And once I decided that I was going to set high expectations for myself, work through those expectations and for those expectations every day, stop making excuses for why I couldn't do something, and stand in the possibility of being able to do it every day, excuse me, by willing to be unreasonable, then I started to see all of those things move from what was just a vision in my mind into reality. What, uh, first of all, what expectations can you set for yourself immediately that are extremely high expectations? I'm talking about setting expectations for yourself where you're really on the edge of actually believing whether you can do it or not. Not just from a visionary standpoint, but from what you're gonna accomplish on a daily basis. Because like Waddles pointed out, in order to be great, we have to do little things in a great way every day. It's not necessarily about doing some gigantic thing and stepping into the result of that uh, immediately. It's about disciplining yourself to take things that average people do on a regular basis, but doing them in an extraordinary way every day. One of the things that I uh, pride myself on is the mastery that I have over sales and the sales process. I have worked on that and tweaked it and worked on it and tweaked it and worked on it and continue to work on that mastery um, all the time. And I've done it for years. And I am able to take people um, and change their sales process, help them change their sales skill set to such a degree that they literally go from making, you know, a very average income to six and seven figures a year or even a month in many cases in a very short period of time. And I did that by being very unreasonable about my own sales uh, discipline every single day. I would literally take a yellow legal pad and analyze every single call that I would make. Now, most people, I've watched them go through their sales process. And they will make a call here, a call there, another call here, another call here, then take a 10 minute break and then make another phone call. And they won't literally sit down and say, okay, first of all, I have so many hours that I can work in the day. And there are uh, only so many people that I can talk to in the day. Number one, how could I leverage that so I'm talking to more than one person at a time or leveraging every call that I do? And number two, how can I work on turning every no into a yes? Because that seems completely unreasonable, right? Well, it only seems unreasonable if you realize that if you're talking, now this is providing you're talking to the right people and they have a need or a desire for whatever it is that you're selling. All the resources here to, for them to do whatever it is that you have are already here. So. Those are never reasons why a person can't do it. Everybody has access to the same resources in the world. The only difference is your skill set in getting them to the place where their desire and their urgency is strong enough for them to make a decision to stop doing what is mediocre in their life and start doing what is great in their life. That is a skill set that you can develop where you can influence a person to be able to do that. But if you're gonna be reasonable your whole life, you're never gonna be able to get to that place. So make a list of things that you wanna set a high expectation for. That's number one. Number two, how determined are you to turn that vision into reality? Number three, how unreasonable will you allow yourself to be with yourself and with others in order to be able to do it. Because you're going to have to allow yourself to be unreasonable in order to uh, actually become the greatness that you want to be in your life. And that means that you have to be relentless in being unreasonable. When you can do that, you're going to start to see that vision turn into reality.